Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is Monday, July 15th, 2019. The purpose of these weekly webinars is to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles and also to create a platform for those of us who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the Triangles Network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. Three people agree to link up every day and visualize a lighted triangle connecting themselves. They link together mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Then they place their triangle within the larger planetary network of triangles, and as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network of the planet and into the consciousness of all open and receptive hearts and minds. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So if you resonate to this work and think you might like to form a triangle, you can place your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people on the webinar will agree to form a triangle with you. So each week prior to uh, our starting our event, we like to do a brief visualization, and we follow this by the sounding of a sacred mantra. So let's begin by lifting our consciousness to the plane of mind. Now let's look out over the world, seeing it as one of light, with here and there points and centers of intensified light. See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Thank you. 
regard yourself within the planetary network as a channel among many channels transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsation of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. This work with the dissipation of world glamour as mentioned in our mantra is something that all triangles workers can contribute towards. And particularly so during these full moon festivals which we're in the midst of right now as we prepare for the Cancer full moon which occurs tomorrow here in the New York area at 5.38 p.m. Um, and this year, as we've mentioned, we're working at this time within the eclipse cycle of the year, which tends to magnify the potency of the full moon periods. So as many of you may know, we work as a five-day approach to the full moon, two days prior to the day of the full moon or days of preparation. Then tomorrow, the actual day of the full moon itself is a day of safeguarding, uh, followed by two days when the energies are distributed. And if we 
can build in this meditative rhythm, working with the qualities of the particular sign under consideration and actually the quality of light in cancer it's the light within the form if we work with those energies and qualities and with this full moon approach when we're asked to maintain as far as we can within our daily round a measure of silence primarily inner silence we do our part in seeding the new and coming world religion which we're told will be based around this full moon approach so eclipse portals are times when there's an intensity of energy that underlies events and particularly the this year because of some major astrological configurations that are accompanying these eclipses in that axis of cancer capricorn and as we've said these uh, eclipses are really um, a way of the heavens conspiring to aid us and prepare us for the upcoming uh, festival week of the Group of World Servers, which will occur in December of this year. Eclipses are important times for viewing life and its events from a new angle, for seeing more deeply behind the outer complexities and into the world of meaning. These things are which are normally veiled to us, can be revealed during eclipse times. <clears throat> because we achieve a new perspective. We can step back from the obvious conclusions and from the more detached position that we attain, hold back on too rapid conclusions and view things more dispassionately. There's a story about a farmer that illustrates this attitude. It's called the farmer's fortune, question mark. Once upon a time, there was an old farmer who had worked his crops for many years. One day his horse ran away and upon hearing the news, his neighbors came to visit. Such bad luck, they said sympathetically. The farmer replied, perhaps. The next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it three other wild horses. What great luck, the neighbors exclaimed. Perhaps, replied the old man. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses and was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbors again came to offer their sympathy on his misfortune. The farmer again answered, perhaps. And then the day after, military officials came to the village to draft young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out, perhaps said the farmer. And so it goes with all life. Circumstances continually arise, which by their very nature appear one way, seemingly good or bad. But as the parable of the farmer illustrates, the wise person steps off the roller coaster of reactivity 
the kaleidoscopic pulls and pushes of life in the three worlds and becomes through this cultivated non-reactivity the master of circumstances rather than being mastered by them. Such a person sees beyond the obvious, beyond the form, and this is the course of wisdom, a wisdom conferred as the result of long experience. Such a person comes to realize that little can be gained through the whirlwind of reactivity, but much can be gained through the cultivated ability to become the observer. As this observer grows within us, we learn the wisdom of this way of living and being. But the reality for most of us is difficult to achieve this detached observation within our world wherein so many things vie for our attention. The challenges have the tendency to pull us in one direction towards solidifying into one point of view and hardening ourselves there. There are te techniques, however, that can help us to become more fluid in these challenging times. One such technique is the cultivation of the opposite thought to that which is gripping us and pulling us in one direction. Through this means of cultivating the opposites, we bring in a balancing energy and become open to other ways of looking at situations. Through this means, we call in the soul, and as we keep calling it in, acting as if, this more expansive way of being gradually becomes more natural to us. So often the ancient teachings illustrate the way of release from life's difficulties, for they carry within them the wisdom of the ages. Too often today in the spiritual marketplace, people are searching endlessly for a magical formula, a quick fix to the problems of the world, when in reality the tried and true teachings of the ages have stood the test of time, and although they will generally present a longer, slower route to transformation, this route will be safer, carrying fewer risks and pitfalls along the way. For no matter the seeming difficulties of the time in which we are living, the ancient techniques are applicable today for their techniques of soul control and the souls know no age and is timeless. So in book two of the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali called The Steps to Union, we find a sutra that expands upon this technique of calling in the opposite quality and developing it as a means of transforming consciousness. Sutra 33 states, when thoughts which are contrary to yoga are present, there should be the cultivation of their opposite. This is the translation that the Tibetan master undertook of the original Sanskrit. But as he comments in the accompanying text, the ancient Sanskrit is a multifaceted language wherein one word will stand for an entire idea in English. And so the complete meaning of a sutra can usually only be best captured in two different translations. And in this sutra, he offers 
the translation by Charles Johnston as a fine compliment to the other. So his translation again was, when thoughts which are contrary to yoga are present, there should be the cultivation of their opposite. And Johnston's translation reads, when transgressions hinder, the weight of the imagination should be thrown upon the opposite side. And then in the commentary, we're given the techniques to realize this goal of bringing balance to one's life. And they're paraphrased here for us. The first is, as a man thinketh, so is he. That which we realize in our lives is a direct result of our thought processes. In other words, to change our lives, we must change our thoughts. Two, thoughts are of two kinds, those tending towards form building, and therefore to limitation, to physical plane expression, and those, on the other hand, which tend towards the higher realities. These latter thoughts lead to union with the soul, the inner God. Three, when it is found that the thoughts habitually cultivated are productive of astral and physical reaction, they hinder soul control. Four, contrary thoughts to these must then be cultivated. These thoughts will be the direct opposite of the inhibiting thoughts. Five, the cultivation of the new thoughts that lead to yoga are realized through three kinds of action which correspond to the mental plane, the emotional plane, and the physical etheric plane. So in relationship to the mental plane, the new thought concept that will be contrary to the old thought current must be ascertained and considered, and this is a mental process. So sometimes it might not be so readily um, easy for us to access what might be the opposite thought to the one that is gripping us. Or if we do uh, understand what it might be, we might find it very challenging to cultivate in the midst of our reactivity. But once we ascertain what that opposite thought is and build it into our mental body, we then work with the imagination, which must be cultivated to bring the new thought into manifestation. This brings in the realm of desire and consequently the astral or emotional body is affected. And then in relationship to the physical plane, we follow the definite visualization of the effect of that which has been thought and imagined as it will manifest in our physical plane living. So when we're working with our thoughts again, we have to work on all three of these levels. And this threefold process will generate energy that will vitalize the etheric body and lead to its reorganization. So with these practical applications of mental science in our tool belt, we can begin to follow in the lead of the farmer and become more skilled observers. So we're going to work now 
with our meditation. I don't know if you're hearing these, uh, it's a lot of noise and disturbance here with some work that's being undertaken in this building. So I hope it doesn't um, affect too much our meditation. So let's link in thought as a soul, as a point of light and love with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. And together we invoke the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the Triangle Divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands at the heart of hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. the consciousness of the group open and receptive to the imparting energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles 
from point to point, flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. As we sound the great invocation, let's pause before each stanza to consider the work that we will be done by the words that will be poured out. And we see the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth.
from the point of love within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you all. It was quite interesting here on my end because throughout the whole end of the webinar and then on into the entire meditation, there was an extremely loud and distracting noise, just constant drone. But then during the last stanza of the Great Invocation, completely stopped and I thought that was a great symbol of the power of triangles and our collective uh, work with thought so um, as above so below because you can imagine 
the noise that's being emitted by humanity with which the spiritual hierarchy of the planet has to contend. And so um, we can also see that humanity has a, a large contribution to make in helping in conjunction with that great heart center to stem the tide of noise so that some of the spiritual realities can penetrate through. So now we've reached the time in our work together when if anyone would like to share any comments or questions or uh, impressions that may, they might want to share with us, um, <clears throat> you can do so by either posting something in the chat box or by raising your hand, which means going to the participants box and clicking on your name and then we'll unmute your microphone. So Dave writes, uh, the thinker often spoke about the wings of man and pointed out that physical wings are not sufficient. Quote, know how to become detached. Then you will be able to soar into the higher world from super mundane Agni Yoga series. Thank you, David. Yeah, we're a lot lighter and we can soar more easily to the extent that we are achieving some measure of detachment. Clint says the background noises were interesting, not distracting, and just other, just observe them. And that's great, great, Clint. Um, <clears throat> yeah, most of you, it doesn't sound like you heard the noises, so that's good. Um, Andreas writes, the whole transmit has been very interesting. Thanks. Thank you, Andreas. Suzanne writes, observe the observer. Yeah, that's... That's taking it another step. Kathleen writes, could you please give some examples of the opposite thoughts you've referred to in your talk? Well, it's really about, say, you're, I think the intention is that if you're having a thought that is contrary to yoga, meaning it's not contributing to um, a union or an ability to align with your higher self, such as an angry thought or a um, generally a negative thought, such as jealousy, greed, uh, a sense of injustice, all these things, um, they're not really helped by remaining fixated upon them, but rather the Yoga Sutras and many spiritual teachings state by cultivating the opposite quality, which is really the soul quality. The lower thought is something that's related, as, as the commentary said, to something of the physical world, of the three lower worlds, to an attitude or an action or um, an inability on our part. So rising above that. So one of the things that's a primary um, distraction today is the world is full of so many distractions. And so perhaps a soul 
counterbalancing energy would be to continually remind ourselves of the subjective reality, taking those interlude moments in the day, the morning meditation, the 12 o'clock noontime recollection, five o'clock mantram of the group of world servers, sunset uh, hour when we can use the Gayatri evening review. Some people each hour use a link up if they remember. Through that means we're doing what we can to build in that higher rhythm, you know, building in a thought form that can help to bring in some love rather than uh, the opposite. Hi, Georgie. Thank you for your comment. It's nice to have your soulful presence with us today. Uh, Marie Christina writes, if we could um, just review the astrological dance of this time. Well, just briefly, um, because it is so important, um, hasn't really occurred before in our lifetime. Um, the last time this alignment, which is Pluto, Saturn, and the south node of the moon, together in the sign of Capricorn, the last time it occurred was around 547 AD, um, around the time when Martin Luther uh, nailed his, his teaching to the, the wall, wall of the church. Um, of course, that's not the only thing that happened at that time, but um, it's one of the major things. So it's a, it's a very rare conjunction, and it's interesting, as I think that is occurring as we move into this festival week period when six planets will be in Capricorn during that week. So this particular conjunction stands in opposition to the full moon and the new moon that we just passed two weeks ago. So in a way, um, it's, it's highlighting the aspect more than would normally be the case. We know that um, eclipses are a portal through which will energy can pour. And we also know that the planets of Pluto and Saturn, as they come together and align with each other's energy field, that powerful energies are released. And in both cases, in the case of Pluto and Saturn, they're both energies that transmit first ray. We don't normally think of Saturn as first ray, but indeed it is. It's a, it's a ruling planet of Capricorn, and Capricorn is one of the ruling signs of the first ray triangle. So through Saturn also pours first ray energy. So when these, this powerful conjunction aligns with the eclipse points with two first ray planets, I think the potential for bringing in a collective uh, will, will energy, will to good, um, on the part of those members of the human kingdom who are aligning their lower little wills with the greater will of God, that's, we're told by the Tibetan, the greatest need of humanity at this time is to evoke the will aspect. And it is a theme that will be explored in our upcoming festival week preparations and during the festival week it's a theme along that line and so um, 
I think it's a power, power combination. So it should have a twofold effect because we know Capricorn is one of the most materialistic signs depending on your orientation. The will to power can be stimulated by those with materialistic intention, but also the will aspect, as I just mentioned, has to be awoken in the disciples, initiates, and aspirants of the world. And so this spiritual will, um, supported and strengthened by the spiritual hierarchy, is our hope for this period of using this energy to create a really a portal. I like to view it as a portal um, through which the veils of the sun and the moon can be at least temporarily um, withering away um, and we can pierce through into a greatly and vastly extended reality which eclipses always hold out the potential for but I think this one in particular the will of God enabling us to see beyond the uh, nature of our world can perhaps bring some succor to those uh, seemingly powerless people of the world, the ones who don't hold the um, purse strings of the planet this time, but with cancer and energies being highlighted as the opposite polarity that calls for a remembrance of the people, the masses, um, of a strengthening of their intention by the new group of world servers. So um, we always have to look at these things in a positive light. So sorry about the long, <laughs> long response. Okay. Mm. Um, Herman says, in reflecting on opposing factors in the yoga text that we read, um, it was paralleled in the stillness and the noise that we, some of us, myself, particularly in, uh, experienced during the webinar meditation. Thank you. Uh, Estelle asks if it's possible for the talks to be recorded. Well, they have been recorded, Estelle. They've been recorded since we started this. And they're always available on the webinar page on triangles.org. And we also have an, a Triangles blog, and the recordings are posted there. And then we have a Triangles Meditation Group Facebook page, and the recordings are posted there. So they're always there for you. Uh, Risa writes, um, an example of an opposite thought, we have a roommate uh, who's messy. We can be critical and blame her. The opposite thought is she's a soul, she's striving, she's trying, and we will help her. Yeah, thanks, Risa. That's good. Uh, I once read an, a real, they said it was the most read editorial ever written in the New York Times years back. Someone sent it to me about that kind of idea that you don't really change people through um, criticism. You actually only change people through positive reinforcement. Um, and this woman who wrote the art editorial was... Uh, finding the parallels and applying the parallels to an animal training course that she was taking to her husband. And um, in animal training, we work with positive, always with positive reinforcement. And she tried it with her husband and it worked beautifully. 
Jay-Z writes, electricity needs a positive and negative current for it to flow. Thank you. Uh, Marie-Christina writes, anger or resentment versus blessing to a situation. Yeah, thank you. Um, Joe writes, electricity needs a positive and negative current, negative current for it to flow. Also needs a ground to be constructive. Yeah, thank you. And Jane writes, working through the building a lighted house. Your words brought greater understanding beyond just the redoing my thoughts, but the astral work by imagination and the etheric and seeing the new reality. Love to all. Thank you, Jane. Okay, Rebecca writes, during the London Blitz and throughout World War II, Dion Fortune and her group and anyone who was willing were meditating to assist in the resolution of the war. On at least two occasions, at the exact timing of their coordinated meditation, the building and the next door building where the core group meditated was bombed and the group continued to meditate. That helps me put things in perspective when I'm distracted by my reactions to outer and inner disturbances. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to have to stop now because we're just extending a little too long. There's a few more um, comments, which I really appreciate. Thank you so much. There's a triangular formation in the sky. So let's um, just close. Thanking all of you for your participation. Let's link once more as a group and as a worldwide group with all Triangles members. Thank you and hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye.